And I, for one, welcome our new gentleman, Overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. Uh, before we get into to our usual show stuff, guys, I we were kind of talking about a pre-show, but Max, do you have anything you want to say about this Hellboy reboot? <laughs> the reboot of the reboot? <laughs> Uh, you being you being time. the biggest I, Hellboy fan that I know, this has to be huge for you. It's I'm kind of conflicted because the I I lo- the the reason I got into the comics was because of the original movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But since then, going back and watching the movie after reading the comics, I'm just like confused by what what it was that jumped out at me and like why they don't follow the comics a bit more closely in tone especially that's one of those things Uh, i think the it's like your burden with knowledge of like the like once because like the movie i think the movie's fun until you figure out that the comics are better and then like once you've figured out the comics are so much better you're just like why isn't it this and then you're now disappointed in this thing that you like it yeah like you said it's what got you into the comics Mm-hmm. And then you read the comics and you're like, well, this is stupid. And then you watch the movie again. And you're like, oh, this isn't as good. And now they just can't. There's like, just like little elements of it where you're like, oh, the, oh shit. Like it's this thing from the comic and they just don't do as it is cool. You're like, Ugh. because they're, they're trying to make an action movie, which I understand you're, you're calling it Hellboy. Make a mystery, make a mystery movie. And I think Hellboy would be a lot better. Right. Because he's really like he's a detective working for BPRD and he's trying to track down all these paranormal events. He can't figure stuff out. You can still have big action scenes, but have it be uh, a mystery. Mm-hmm. Have it have it be an investigation. Have it be fun like that. But it, everyone wants just like big crazy action. They but they also don't know how to pull off. Yeah, because I, it's you have you have a guy with a huge arm going up against bigger giant things and like. In the comics, you got like flying demons, and you have pigs that can morph into you know humans and chimp with a gun around. <laughs> yeah, you got there's a there's a ton of cool shit, but it doesn't really. I think it could translate into 3D, but nobody's really trying to to do it. And no, I think it's the works. perfect. It should be a an animated movie. It should be like, and they've done yeah. they've done an animated one, but it should be like in that style. I told, I think we talked about there's like a cell shaded looking kind of game coming out. I think, yeah, and it really captures the the look of it, it or like a. <clears throat> I mean, this is like a big, you know, I, I wish it was something as good as like Spider Verse for Hellboy, where like it just captured the comic and had, or even had just like the little vignettes. Some of my favorite, I I think I own most of the stuff, but some of my favorites are just like the little weird adventures like 1973 he was in taiwan he was on this one case and you could find ways to to have him kind of globe trotting and doing weird stuff you know connected in the end or something also if they do hellboy please don't do the origin again feels like everyone <laughs> now knows the origin of hellboy it's yeah it's insane. like they can they can throw that away it's a, the same thing as the wayne parents like we just don't need to do this anymore we've seen it enough times in fact do in fact i keep i keep talking about it maybe it's a movie i saw but uh like spider-verse be like all right you know the drill and then like the comic slams down it's like i I was a hellboy i came from the portal rasputin brought me blah 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 and here i am and i'm the one and only hellboy and i think like the 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 unfortunate thing about the announcement of the new movie is it being is it ryan taylor is his name it's the director and writer or something of the crank movies and the second ghost writer movie. So it's not like 
they're not going to lean into stupid, ridiculous action because like that's what he's kind of yeah. primarily known for. And just like that's the wrong tact to take with the Hellboy movies that they're just like they learn the wrong lesson. Like well, what we're what we are learning is there wasn't enough of this. So let's get the guy who did fucking the guy who jumps out of a helicopter and lands on his feet and, you know, jump starts his heart by putting a car battery to his tongue. It's just like. Well, okay, this sounds cool. What is <laughs> this? Is Crank Two? If you haven't seen it, it's really this good. Is, this is the Hellboy reboot. Yeah. You're about to see it again. Hellboy uh, getting jolted into action. Yeah, I yeah I I wonder. You also have to deal with the fact that everyone's like caked in prosthetics, and you already got some of like the the best in the business doing it in that first movie with Ron Perlman. Yeah. and uh, and oh god, what's his name? David Harbour. Uh, David. Wait. The first one with Ron Perlman, I didn't, what, who else? Selma Blair and Abe David Hyde Pierce. Abe oh, uh, well, uh, David Hyde Pierce was the voice, but who did the, like, Doug oh, Jones, Doug Jones. Doug, Doug Jones, Doug Jones, that's right. He does like all of, he did Pan's Labyrinth. Doug guy Jones. McDonald's <laughs> Moon Man. Silver Surfer. It just does a lot of prosthetic stuff. So you already had the, the best in the business for slapping a ton of prosthetics on their face and still getting emotion across. Uh, and then now you're going to have to recast it and hope that somebody else is going to do a decent job with it. Or I don't know, like David Harbour wasn't terrible. There wasn't a terrible looking guy to be Hellboy either. Yeah. And I think he, he pulled off the voice and stuff. His, I don't know what it was about his hair. The, the, the hair was weird. And I didn't, really, I didn't, yeah. I didn't like the look as much as I did Perlman's. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah, say. Agreed. Anyway. <laughs> enough know. about enough about these movies. Let's talk about some movies we've seen, huh? Thank you. There we go. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. Robert, what have you seen, my boy? Um, I'm gonna rattle off a couple. Um, I rewatched the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead. Um, just because I was thinking about that movie, and um, why were you thinking about the movie? I was just thinking about that movie. I remember, I think it was in high school, and they announced on like one channel that they were gonna do like the first ten minutes of that movie and air it on, you know, after some show, I don't know how often they've ever done something like that. But if you remember that intro is like pretty great. Like she's at the, Sarah Polly's at the hospital and she heads home and there's like a little flash, something on the radio and snuggles up with her husband. And then in the middle of the night or right in the middle of the morning, this little girl comes into their house and like is zombified and attacks, attacks her husband. And then he becomes a zombie and she escapes and, drives and it's just all this crazy chaos and it's just like and then you know she crashes and it cuts to black and it's like go see the movie and it's like damn that was a good exciting opening and uh we were talking about it the next day and i think i was thinking about that and just wanted to revisit it mm-hmm. um i like it did you you what do you guys think about it i've never seen it you've never seen it no. it's uh it's fast zombies even though it is a remake of the original Dawn of the Dead, which, you know, the Romero one at the mall, but that is decidedly, uh, you know, blue, blue skinned kind of zombies and they're very slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some fun stuff in there. It's also very of the time. So it feels very, I don't know what year that would have been 2004 or something, but um, 
like like Zack Snyder's movies to to this day. Yes, I think, but I think this, I think him adapting someone else's work, even though it still has his a little bit of his edginess, like work better. And I would argue it's one of his, if it's maybe one of his better <laughs> better films, at least in in my opinion, because I haven't really liked a lot of his other offerings. But Feels like that's watched- that's generally how people feel, or not everybody. There's a bunch of Snyderverse freaks out there, but like. There are people who feel like his best work is when he's adapting other people's work. And it's like, yeah, Dawn of the Dead or Watchmen feel like people are like, those are his best movies. But yeah, I remember liking Zack Snyder back in the day before uh, Man of Steel. Yeah. And, when he uh, started being visionary director to Zack Snyder and stuff, it was just like, oh, no. Yeah, um, so I don't know. Maybe I would maybe I would like it if I went back and, and watched it again. I don't remember much of it. Maybe but I think I remember it's good cast it all, right? too. Like there's a lot of there's some all I remember you know, is Ving, and then Ving Rames. Yeah, and uh, and then just some like character actors that I didn't you know I'm not as familiar with, but they do even the minor guys do a great job. Um, I watched uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, um, but I realized after the fact that it was the like more fun edition or whatever. Like I think it was the extended oh, one. Really. Yeah, I think so because I was like, "This feels longer." And I don't remember this scene, but you like, don't remember Jamie having this much fun. <laughs> Jamie had never seen it, so we watched it, and it took us like a day or two because she fell asleep. But man, how much longer was it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Twenty three hours of extra footage. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's all. It's just like they rolled camera on everything, lunch, everything. Um, uh, she liked it, and I it was fun to revisit. Um, I still enjoy the the fact that it's a movie about like Spider-Man trying to like heal these villains and which I is like a much more, in, I mean, they do end up having a big, huge battle, but like in the middle of the battle, they're not trying to like punch them to that. They're trying to, you know, bring the, you know, get them back, you know, healed mm-hmm. and back to normal and back where they need to go. So I love that act, uh, uh, idea behind it. And uh, I really don't know what, if they added enough to justify the extra fun edition. That's what I, I was going to ask you is, were you able to like discern what was there like was little things like I think very early on Ned does something in when they go to the Doctor Strange's um Sanctum Sanctorum and like it's a spark it from his finger for like a second I think uh-huh. and I don't know if that's just supposed to be like yeah he might have magic later because like he's like oh yeah my grandma says I have magic but that's only after he gets the sling ring and does it and it's like it's always been a kind of thing of like anyone could eventually learn it right you just need to like train mm-hmm. so it's just weird that like they needed to establish like, ah, oh, but he also inherently has magic. It's like, huh? I don't know. It was weird. I, but I feel like that was added in. Um, I, I think also in the extra fun edition, Marissa Tomei gets back up and starts dancing around. She does. <laughs> yeah, she point. does the Megan Peter, dance. Peter, I'm fine. She's like, oh, ooh, actually, that oh, my back feel much better now. Um, I'm going to continue to be hot for the rest of the, your, your next trilogy. Um <laughs> So, but yes, but I overall I, I enjoyed revisiting that. But that made me want to uh, watch the other uh, multiversal Spider-Man movie. So I rewatched Spider-Man into the Spider Verse. God damn, what a good movie! That movie is so fucking good. That's, that probably explains why you've uh, mentioned it twice in the podcast already. <laughs> huh? <laughs> um, it's on the brain, and it's, I was I really will probably I watch it again. To- at before the new one comes out but mm-hmm. i am very excited for that one too um and i like that that trailer for it because it's a little bit of new footage without like a lot of like audio or context and then it's just mostly like his mom talking to him like it's obviously a scene from the new movie mm-hmm. but i don't know it was a it's a great way to it was a great way to get me hyped and and not 
give away too much. So and, and so the part one is this summer and then part two is the following summer. Is that right? Oh, I forgot it... they were splitting them up. Um, that's cool. Um, I but that at all, but spider verse, I mean, what else can you say? It's just the soundtrack. I don't is know. You'll incredible. find a way you've brought it up twice. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's an amazing soundtrack. The animation is so cool, especially the way they like blur the backgrounds and have it look like a weird, you know, misprinted comic and stuff like mm-hmm. that i also love that there's an aesthetic for the other universes even though you don't see them like gwen's is kind of like drippy like like the light pulls at both ends of stuff it looks kind of like watercolory um i feel i feel like other 3d animation has really improved since into the spider-verse came out yeah because like everyone's now and, willing or to, yeah at least stepped it up because yeah, that's they, like and they'll the like, benchmark make, for me they'll mix some 2d stuff in with the 3d and do a lot of like, just have fun with it. What works for this scene? I feel like, so like bad guys, is that what it's called? Yeah. Bad guys. Uh, what are bad? With the wolves, the wolf and the uh, snake and the, oh, whatever, the, the, the animated movie. Thing. Yeah. 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 Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Oh, 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 sorry. I feel like that really benefited from uh, into the spider verse. I feel like, um, gosh, I was just thinking of something else. Um, but now it has escaped me. Well, you know, another one that I feel like did a lot of cool stuff, although I don't know timing wise where this was, but um, Mitchell's versus the machines. Well, that's the same studio. And okay. that, it, it came out afterwards. Well, it's just the, the idea same. of like, you don't have a camera. You can like make, you can do so many more amazing things. And like, you don't have to like, I reject the idea that like everything has to be like photorealistic or look super real to be good. It's like, it doesn't spider-verse doesn't look real it's very stylized but like i love the style i love that they're embracing that they're going to do like other styles there's weird perspectives and like camera moves and like push-ins and just things that like you can't do and it's like uh, i wish there wasn't like a stigma behind like i think that should be a movie that's like proof that like if you like superhero movies and you, you should be able to go and see this and like it or if you just like normal movies like enjoy this in this medium like yeah some stories could like we just with hellboy it's like i think that could do really well as like a very nicely animated movie but there's just like people aren't gonna go out and see it the same way i don't think which is annoying arcane that was the other one that i was oh thinking maybe of that like really it is mixing 2d and 3d in a way that really works and like you know having fun with their stuff and a lot of what jinx did kind of reminds me of spider verse you know splash just some like scribbles on the screen. That battle on the bridge where it's like cutting back between like when they're kids. Do you remember that part? It's like they used to play yeah. like dodging each other as kids. And then like they're kind of like running at each other in real life. And it's just like, damn, like I can't imagine this in live action. Like they're just doing such mm-hmm. a good job, mm-hmm. you know, interject. I loved it too. Uh, when you mentioned it, like 2D and 3D, like there'll be an explosion in Arcane and like the, ex- the smoke will be like 2D. It'll look mm-hmm. or at least looks 2D, like just very a couple of like frames of it and everything else is still like immaculate in 3d and it really like makes it pop i love that yeah um but yeah i wish more i'm so excited for the new one i wish more or more movies were like this yeah, yeah. So, and they uh, can't all be because then it, then it just gets like uh, sure what but i was also here? thinking how this sort of feels like the closest thing to this in live action is like speed racer where it's like it's <laughs> yeah it's cartoony and it's doing crazy things and it's like untethered from like gravity and like physics. Sometimes it's, it's truly like a live action anime and stuff, but it's still, I mean, some of it's ridiculous when they're like on the like segues and like a million people are flying past them. It's like, okay, yeah. this is a lot, but and they did a good job of like, yeah, throwing 
2D also into the 3D. Sure. So they would have like, you know, the the backgrounds that were layered really weird. So it felt strange when they were driving over. You got the guy like threatening him, like, and if you don't sign with me, you'll be a deadbeat for the rest of your life. And it's like he's he's like moving through the frame. There's stuff happening behind him, like people are fading in and out and cars are driving past them and it's just like crazy what they ended up doing with that kind of thing mm-hmm. so. and then they have the the fight scene on the mountain and there are a lot of just like action lines coming out and like you know things swirling around oh such a fun movie yeah yeah um, um so anyway uh, i've been across, yammering on yeah across the spider-verse june 2nd 2023 and then nice. beyond the spider-verse march 29 2024 nice and the proposed okay. like list of iterations in this like we've talked about before like that people just don't lean into like you know like for the longest time people were afraid to lean into the like just the absolute wackiness of comic books the like the noted iterations of spider-man that are going to appear in this it's like a it's like it's a paragraph on wikipedia it's so long just of listing characters that are going to appear in this this is nuts so just like walking across the background yeah even the ones that have just showed up in the trailer is right the, it's huge. yeah there's like yorma tacone or someone is like a, the it's vulture like vulture but it's like the animation looks like it's a da vinci like it's like like kind of like tan and what it's so mm-hmm. weird it's it's crazy yeah anyway uh last thing i'll mention even though we'll probably cover it on the podcast um so i won't get into specifics but i did see Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. Yeah, I'm excited. Anyway, so those are the movies I've seen. <laughs> I'm so excited um, to talk to you about it. It's, uh, I did not like it very much. Yeah, I have not heard um, flattering things about it. I'm still going to see it. You know, like I, like it's, it's yeah, a matter of. There's things about it that like. I didn't think it like looked terrible on the screen, but it does. I feel like some environments looked so much better than others. Mm-hmm. It's also it's a, that's another frustrating thing is it feels like sometimes it feels like they're nailing the effects or uh, there's a couple moments where there's people in actual like costumes and have really cool makeup. Like the makeuping and and costuming is always is usually on point, so it looked really good. But one thing that I think you guys could appreciate without even having seen the movie is that. You're in this micro world with all these like weird structures and like there's like a Kang city and stuff. But like, you know, you're in these just it's just crazy stuff. So when Ant-Man gets really big or really small, there's just like no perspective. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know that if like he's standing and there's like a, a ship that someone's flying and then you're like, OK, I guess he's big. But like when it cuts to a shot and you don't see it, it's just like, OK, like I don't. I think that's a lot of the charm in the first two, right? right? It's like the weirdness of being so small, you're in a bathtub or you 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 malfunction, you look like a little kid running through the school in number two, or you become so big and he's like standing against the building and like the suit deflates and, or, mm-hmm. you know, goes out into the harbor and grabs his face. It's like, there's so many g- good ways to play with the scale. And it feels like that part of it, which I feel like is a pretty big part of the mm-hmm. <laughs> of it was lacking. Um, and there's other stuff I will talk about if we when we cover it. Sure. Some performances I like some performances. I thought others were not so good. I think um, uh, Fudge. Why can't I think of the elder Ant Man's uh, name? Oh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. I do believe somewhere in his contract he said I get paid you know a billion dollars every time I say the word ant or ants <laughs> because he says it a lot. Uh huh. Um, which is good. Fight, he's just like behind the camera. Like, Stop saying it so but much. But it's like, 
he's like what can i say i like, like ants and it's like this feels like a okay grandpa time to take you to bed like you need to like he's just like ants 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 i love them um it's crazy it's it's really weird uh modok is in it <sighs> all right <sighs> that's what i've seen <laughs> max you said you hadn't seen any movies nah okay i watched the first ant-man um, just cause I'm, I was like, no, oh, I'm going to watch this to get ready for the first one or for the new uh-huh. one. And first one's fun. Like it's, you know, oh, yeah. I, like, you know, you were, you were talking about it. Like the, the, the bathtub scene rocks. It's so fun. Like that he's like dropping through into that like club. It gets like or, bounced yeah, does around. They, do they and, live above what, what was that daylight rave that he fell into? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was conveniently above a rave. A mi- yeah, a midday rave. Um, Blacked out curtains because it was like dark. It was just like flashing lights. Anyway, yeah. it's just sorry to like, poke holes in it, but you know, like, and you know, uh, I I've got like there's you know whatever like I think it it sucks what happened to the Cassie actress who was in Endgame and now like and I, I like about to dodge a bullet. <laughs> I like Catherine Newton a lot. Like she's a favorite of mine because she was on Supernatural for a bunch of years. So sure. like. She was in uh, Big Little Lies. I think she's great. Like, I think she's a great actress. I'm sure she turns in a good performance as Cassie. But, like, the little kid Cassie is so fun. And, you know, like, she's, you know, the like, how much she just loves her dad. And, like, that aspect of, like, just the, the story of, like, he's he's such a screw-up, but he just wants to do right by his kid. And, like, Judy Greer is just like, can you, like, I just need you to get your life together because your kid worships you so much. She just wants you yeah. to be a good dad. And you know, I, 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 it's fun. It's a, it's really good. So like it, it bums me out to hear, you know, kind of negative things about the new one. Um, but I, I, your mileage may vary. I think it sure. has its positives. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. I'm not going into it thinking it's a miserable piece of shit, but I also yeah. like know that I'm not going in thinking like this is going to be the perfect capper to like the three ant-man movies like the you know the first two i feel like the second one is also really good and like really fun and i you know i knowing that it's like basically the same team because it's still peyton reed directing yeah. the third one to kind of hear these like middling things about it, it's kind of a bummer but you know whatever i'll i'll still go into it with like not a i'm expecting to hate this or i'm expecting to love it sort sure. of thing um, and then the other movie I watched is a Netflix rom-com called Your Place or Mine with Ashton mm-hmm. Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon. And if you had told me that this movie was not just written in 2005, but actually was filmed and produced and like made in 2005, and then they just forgot about it for almost 20 years, and they were like, what about that? Wait, was it truly never released? No, it was made recently, but like everything about oh. it, everything about it is a early mid 2000s rom-com. It's like nothing about it strays from the like, you know, like it feels like in recent years, they've tried to like add something extra to like rom-coms to kind of make them like, oh, this isn't just your normal romantic comedy. This is your normal romantic comedy. If you like just buy the book straight, you know, and when I say straight, I mean straight. There's not a gay character to be found in this movie. Um, but like just, or maybe Tig is supposed to be gay, but they don't say anything about it. Um, also, no, no, can't, can't do that. Tig, uh, <laughs> Tig, by the way, uh, feels like she has this like 
standing contract with Netflix where she just has to appear in like 20 movies a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so good for her if she's getting if she's getting paid. Maybe she but. did all of her stuff for um what was the what was the other Zack Snyder zombie movie? Oh, the uh, Army one? of the Dead, right? Army of the Dead. Yeah. Maybe she just filmed a bunch of extra takes and they've just they inserted just put her, her in, in other Netflix put her in movies. Other things. Yeah. You can see the helicopter in the background. Um yeah, anything that she needs to replace this was also supposed to be Crystalia too, but uh <laughs> Oh god. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just it is it's a yeah, just a, a total mid 2000s romantic comedy with no straying from the from the source material it's just yeah if you like romantic comedies you'll like this it's it's like it's charming it's not very good but like it's also not offensively bad either so whatever if you like a, you th- a romantic comedies you'll like it do you think this is saying something about society that like are we going back to a period where we like a simpler time <laughs> It's, yeah, essentially, we're like. People I mean, can't also, isn't the show being... Milf Manor on right now? I don't know if we're necessarily going back to a simpler time. So, <laughs> I get. I mean, it's not always. It's not all going to happen at once. But sometimes there are trends, right? Where it's like, yeah. let's let's really go the safe route. Are we doing that now? Because I mean, we did just hit a recession, and I think people are, you know, shitting their pants and stuff. So maybe they're just uh, they have to clutch their to... pearls just for warmth. So we can't <laughs> have anything offensive. I think it's more. I think it's more Netflix's. Uh, ability to pick scripts because like mm. I think th- I thought the same thing about uh, what was that Jamie Foxx vampire movie that we watched uh, uh, day, 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 break. day Break Day Shift, day shift. Day day sh- shift. yes Thank yeah you. Day Shift <laughs> we, <laughs> good. Um, that to me felt like a like that like if that if you had told me that that movie was made in 2009 and then mm-hmm. they just like really decided to release it last year. I probably would have believed you too, other than like Dave Franco was like too young to be in it in 2009. It's just like, it felt like that kind of action movie where it's just like, they don't like, this feels out of place now. But like, the same thing with this. I just think it's Netflix's ability to make movies themselves is more the mm-hmm. thing than like, um, people kind of feeling nostalgia, like a certain way about older types of movies anyways uh let's talk about some tv shows we have seen tv shows we've seen (laughs) we've seen robert you said you hadn't seen any tv just uh we've been we've been talking about the last of us on our minis so still been watching that um and then i also mentioned before with the record poker face with oh yeah Tasha Leone. There you go. <laughs> and um, that's really fun. And the most recent episode had sort of a a character that is essentially Phil Tippett, the famous stop motion animator who did um, lots of great work. And it's uh, not Gary Busey. God, what is wrong with my brain today? Nick um, Nolte. Nick Nolte, thank you. I always confuse the two of those too. That's the only reason I I thought of it. I know I'm just I'm frazzled, but uh, that was that was a, a very fun episode, and uh, yeah, get some great performances. It got picked up for a second season, so I really enjoy that, and uh, and I hope you guys will enjoy it someday too. <laughs> but that's about all I've seen for TV. Max, what about you? I'm also fairly light on TV. Uh, I I finished up the like season of Cleo, mm-hmm. uh, the the. Uh, German assassin from the Stasi and uh, 
it it felt throughout the whole thing kind of uh, like um it was reminding me of villanelle from killing eve but it felt kind of like the uh bargain brand one or something like it the the story was a bit more generic and like they weren't taking as many risks or chances there wasn't that like fun play between uh between sandra o and villanelle and everything mm-hmm. but um but cleo did get better i think throughout the thing like i i wasn't sure if i was going to watch any more after the first episode but we kept going it's got the it, it's got like a lot of bright clothing and like uh good cinematography and stuff like that that can keep it kind of you know maybe fresher than it actually is in terms of story and plot uh but it's fairly fun i don't i don't it's not a huge recommendation but if you're trying to kill time there are worse shows to watch um but yeah it was all right uh and then i also watched kunk on earth after you guys were talking about it and uh found it very very funny uh, oh good but- i i was honestly like i was sometimes that's not your type of humor is like the kind of like ugh, like really kind of um cringy sort of thing is there not a- always your kind of thing so i was like I- it's not all of it i mean the interview stuff is a little bit like that but then there's like the in-between stuff just even her just interstitials are very funny yeah there were about i, I gotta say there were about 30 seconds starting off where i was like Oh, is it going to be one of these? Yeah, and and then just one of those interstitials, like you're saying, some something came up, and I was just cracking up. And then from that point on, I was like, okay, like yeah, maybe maybe she doesn't nail it on every single one of those, but there are so many that were are, that are so funny. There's some and, interviews where like she says something very dumb, and the woman's like, I've never thought of it that way. And she's like, I got you with that one. Like, it's just kind of like <laughs> her dumb thing made them question themselves, which is so funny. And I like that she does a, a pretty good job, even though she's playing like the, you know, I, I don't get anything and, and always throwing in a story about my friend Paul or my ex. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a friend Paul and this weird thing happened to him and they're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, the, even though she's doing that, she she does some pretty brilliant takedowns of just like periods of history, mm-hmm. like. Uh, slavery in America and uh, you know the civil war that was fought over it and the reasons for it being fought and like uh, just a, a lot of things that that really get nailed there uh, and some of the people's reactions to their varying level of like just rolling along with what she's saying like how much do they know about what character she's playing and mm-hmm. some of them seemed so offended by like I bet they they thought they were coming on to be a a true expert historian it's, talking about it's whatever. the same it's the same thing that like you know like people would go on like the Colbert Report it's like you yeah. don't like there were people who like genuinely don't know who Stephen Colbert is and so they'd go on thinking well I'm I'm a legit journalist or I'm a legit historian or I'm a politician and like therefore I'm just gonna ha- I'm gonna have a straight interview with this guy because he has a new show called the Colbert Report and it's just like. How do you not know who he is at this point? And like Kunk is, you know, uh, uh, Philomena Kunk is a less known character than Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. but it was still like, like years into the Colbert Report, people were going on the show just being like, "I'm going to give a straight up interview here," and it's just like, "How do you not know what's going on here?" But mm-hmm. yeah, like talk, talk to your agent. Right? How do you know? Yeah. How do you know the the booking agent? How did they not communicate this to you at all? They're, it's not that they're not contributing to like you know a thing about 
history and you know the history of uh, mm. civilization and everything like that. It's just that they have a very weird interviewer who's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes, uh, like their their full contribution by the end of the entire series is like, well, you know, that doesn't really sound right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. That's all they've said throughout the whole thing. That, that's the only like interview piece that they took from them. Yeah, so they literally you should have a, um, to say their own piece. But I probably mentioned, but we talked earlier. But you should check out Kunk on Britain. It's another five episodes on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Because I I I looked up on other streaming services to see if I could find uh, her other stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's YouTube. YouTube okay. You can find a lot of there's there's like a one a special maybe like a you know, a 22 minute or 30 minute thing of uh, just about Shakespeare. There's one about Christmas. There may be one other special, but the Kunk on Britain is the other good one of like the history of Britain. And it's a little more specific. Like you might be learning a little bit more, not as familiar with some of it just because it's British history and stuff. <laughs> you might learn it's, it's very funny. <laughs> she, she also threw some of that into this one, like when yeah. she was talking about earth and she would be like, uh, tossing out comparisons. Like it's like going to Brighton dim, from you know, from Brightendom all the way yeah. down to Nestor Shire or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> well, what's the what's the piece of music she keeps using in Kunk on Earth? <laughs> Pump up, Pump the, up the jams. Pump up the jams. Yeah. But they're the running bit in the Kunk on Britain, and it must have been a much easier uh, thing to buy the rights to. Was some weird like it looks like it's from like the '90s called like Brush Strokes, and it's like this weird British like show. It's like this guy in this intro of the show, and it's a really weird theme song and. The way she eventually just gets out, she'll be like, and of course, like the queen was beheaded only 212 years before Brushstrokes premiered on BBC. And it's like, <laughs> and shows like this intro. And it's like, why that doesn't make, <laughs> why did you connect it to that? Um, you, you have to check it out. Yeah, I, I wanted to. I was looking up stuff after watching a Kunk on Earth. So I, I'll gladly look up some more. Like I said, I'm mad that I didn't know that this was a character has been a character for like eight or nine years. Right. Like, fuck, I could have been watching all this since then. Damn it. And I haven't seen anything else that she's done outside of the character of Kunk. I looked up a couple things because she's been on, you know, British. I, I don't know if she's been on Graham Norton, but she's been on a couple talk shows and she's uh, is it what's her name? Diane Morgan, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's yeah, she's just very she's very funny, too, out of out of the character. It's It's great stuff. So. Yeah. Nice. I also believe I called her Philomena Kunth. I was thinking about the uh, Dieter von Kunth. Dieter von from... Kunth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, that should be their next special. <laughs> Kunk versus Kunth. Anyways, well, Max, anything that's else? It. That, that's all I've seen. How okay. about you, Andrew? Uh, Star Trek Picard came back, and I am I've watched the first two episodes of the new season of that. Mm. And um, you know, I I have liked New Trek. I don't always appreciate the things that they do in it because I think a lot of it sort of betrays older Trek, you know, like having like, I don't know, gruesome murder scenes or like a character saying fuck when like they, you know, they just, no one's ever sworn in Star Trek before. Like that sort of stuff. It's, it's continuity stuff that for some reason really bothers me. Like there hasn't been a brutal Uh murder in the like previous, the old fanboy yelling over here, you know, when there's like twenty one, when there's like twenty one seasons of a of a thing, and there hasn't been like brutal murders or a swear word uttered, and then once they get on like a thing that allows them to swear, suddenly people swear. It's just I I don't know. I have. It was like the Lord of the Rings things too, where it was like, and there might be a sex scene in this. It's like why? Like we didn't did we need that? Right. Um, but this I think like the for the people who have felt like the the most recent tracks have kind of left older trek fans out to dry 
season three of Picard is very much like we're bringing back the entire cast of the next generation. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like, it, it's so like, it feels like they're trying to bridge the gap and like letting in older Trek fans to like, Hey, we still like you guys. We still like older Trek fans. Come on. This is fun. So I, I liked the first couple episodes. I see that they're trying to bridge. It. I think they're doing a pretty decent job. Like, I think you can really fumble stuff like that and make it really clumsy. And I think they're doing an okay job at it. I'm a little curious if they're going to like right now we're two episodes in and everybody feels very disparate from each other. So like, and it's not like this is going to be like a 25 episode season. Sure. They're so like, like, I'll tell you something else. I'll never end up on a starship, with those guys again, <laughs> like, hmm, I think in an episode or two, you will next time on Picard. The um, crew gets back together. <laughs> Everyone back at full strength um, on DBZ. I, you know what? We'll talk about it on the on the bonus. Never mind. Um, oh. It was a it was a Last of Us thing where I was like, please don't do the uh, Dragon Ball Z thing of like just giving away in the next <laughs> yeah. episode. Anyways, um, yeah. So Picard, Picard dies, but comes back well, next episode. <laughs> you have to watch season one of Picard if you want to find that out. Um, I know, I know. Anyways, I yeah. So I think it's fun. I will. I'm sure when like everybody's together, it'll be this like huge moment. Everybody's gonna like flip out, but. So far, I think it's good, and uh, hopefully it keeps continuing to be good. But anyways, let's talk about the movie we watched this week uh, on Peacock and other streamers. If you want to rent it, we watched Megan. This is, of course, the uh, lullaby that Megan sings to our uh, Katie. The it's a little lullaby called Titanium. Uh, this is Megan, uh, the blum- stallion. Megan the stallion. Megan the robot. That would have been much better. Um. So this is a twenty twenty two horror movie. Like, would you call it a horror movie? Um, it was horrible to watch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, you, know, you didn't even ask me yet, but I'm I'm telling you right now, I did not enjoy this science fiction movie. Uh, yeah, before we get into spoilers, Robert, would you recommend people watch this movie? <laughs> no, <laughs> move on, Max. Uh, I, I I thought there's a lot not to like about it, but there there's also some stuff to like about it. I have it. like maybe like one or two things where I I had like a big I had an actual laugh at one point. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I think it's very clunky, but it it does allow itself to have some fun. I think mm-hmm. that's why a lot of people are liking it, but like, there's a lot of stuff that does not make a fucking lick of sense in it. And, uh, a lot of things that aren't I mean, explained very well or, or sure. just like very convenient for the, the writing and the plot and everything like that. But it just doesn't really make a ton of sense. How the, about you, Andrew? I think this is a movie that peaked at its trailer. Like, I think it is. Yeah. And yes, like, yes. I, 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 in general, kind of like the movie. Like, I think it is, like, I I can excuse its clumsiness in terms of, like, telling a an artificial intelligence nightmare story. Um, <laughs> and I can also kind of excuse it for, like, totally, like, it is a movie that I think is going to be told best in chunks on TikTok. Like, I think it's just, like, but, like, in terms of a... 90 minute movie watching experience 
I was not super enthralled with it. But I think like in chunks, I bet this is going to like, and I know there's already a sequel in the works. Um, I bet that as this franchise continues on, I think they will end up leaning more into the kind of ridiculousness of it. And it might end up being a kind of like well-regarded franchise because I think that they will maybe pivot and make it into more of a like just completely ludicrous movie franchise. This movie, I I mean like, and part of it is that like I maybe bought into the hype of it being fun and like people were just like, oh my God, it's ridiculous. You have to see this thing. And I didn't see it at first because I thought it was going to be too scary or too violent or something that I was going to be like, ah, that doesn't really appeal to me. And then I kept hearing like, it's actually really funny and it's like really silly. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like that sounds like I, I can buy into that. If it's like a, you know, kind of like a, a, a horror slasher thing that isn't taking, like if this was more like happy death day mm-hmm. or like it was having fun with the genre, I would be like this there is a like there's a version of this movie that I'm just absolutely on board with. Mm-hmm. And this unfortunately it surprisingly for what it is for like the trailer that came out with it, for all the hype that's that's around it, it takes itself way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tone is like insane especially like up top. Yeah. Um and although the commercial see- the commercial that starts i like the, the it's like cold open is like a commercial for this like shitty you know it's like, like an snl sketch or something it's really weird it was really funny i will say that like i had opened and i was like this is like and that's what i wanted the whole movie to be was like that sort of tone of like having fun with it and i just don't think they like lost it at a certain point but yeah anyways go ahead oh i was gonna say i didn't see the newer child's play movie where I think the whole thing was that he was like an AI instead yeah. of like a voodoo curse. Mm-hmm. But I might have to watch it just to see if they did the AI doll better because yeah, I just thought this is like, it's everything I expected to happen. And I was like calling shots too about the movie. I don't know. I really just found it like a drag to watch. It kind of reminded me it. too much of like, it was it was almost like the person who wrote the movie saw the Funzo episode of The Simpsons <laughs> and just like they were like, What if we did that but with like a like a live doll or something? And it was just like it you know, the I yeah. Yeah. Max, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna comment on the the fact that you said like it peaked at the trailer. I thought that's a good point. And especially like near the end of the movie, you see all the clips from the trailer. Mm -hmm. Uh It's just like, this doesn't make sense in the context right now, but it makes sense to throw this into a trailer. Like the whole scene was just created in order to put it in a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, like we've talked about that with like Zack Snyder movies where it's like, this was a movie to be cut up into like a three minute trailer. Like it just like, it's visually, it looks fun and it looks great. And as a like, you know, full movie going experience, it's not that good, but this was made to be cut up as a thing to like, get you excited for it. And I think like the fact that like so much of the, like uh, of the, you know, like commercials and trailers and stuff about this movie is Megan doing the TikTok dance. And like in the hallway, it's literally 
three seconds of the movie and it's just like she does it and then she kills a guy and it's just like yeah. she and it, it doesn't make sense in the context either she's like so robotic throughout the whole thing it, except for when they do all the like I don't know what to call it except for modern horror movement that they do in everything where people do the crick crick crack their mo- their like arms are just moving around right weird and they like everyone wants to do that little contortion thing yeah and then like also when she's running around on all fours and stuff but then in this one yeah she does a tiktok dance grabs a blade and then is done with like that it doesn't come back again like why she's dancing there's no explanation for it it's like, like maybe she's finally feeling her oats but like she's already been doing that through throughout the whole thing it, it doesn't just like, make any it, sense whatsoever and like they don't it would be one thing if like they were presenting it as like she's starting to go haywire like if there's just mm-hmm. too much information and it's like it's like overloading her cpu or something there's nothing like that and like it would have made sense because like earlier in the movie you seeing you see her and katie doing the dance together so it'd be like Oh, sure. all these things are just bouncing around in her head. So it's like she's just acting. It should have been Katie. It should have been like, "Are you okay, Megan?" And then she like doing the dance, like, "I'm fine." See, like, let's dance. She's like, "Something's wrong." Like, yeah, you're, you're lying to me. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I think like it, and like it just it, it feels like the you know obviously the crux of this of the whole thing is that she's trying to her whole stated goal is to protect Katie from harm, emotional and physical, and so like towards the end of the movie. Uh, spoilers for the end of the movie when she just disregards that and is just like I'm protecting me now yeah she became sentient she it just like, it was like I I don't know like it again like if it was a thing where like her CPU is going haywire or something but instead like you know like she's yelling at um what is uh Gemma is yeah. Allison Will- Williams character she's yelling at her and she's like, you never gave me like a stated, like basically you just gave me a goal and that's it. There was no parameters around it. I was just, and so like, but then she ditches her own stated goal later. We're just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm alive now and I'm going to do whatever I want. It was just like, so what, like, I, I don't know. Like there was just, there was a, a couple steps missing somewhere where like there was some stated reason why she starts to like completely go nutso. And like, try and like kill Katie and Gemma instead is just like she was killing all these other people to stop harm from happening to Katie. And then it was just like, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It really, the motivation, I feel like it even went like back and forth too. Like even after she was like, no, I'm just doing it for myself. It's still like, but I also want to protect Katie forever. Yeah. Like that's all that I'm going to, yeah. It just seemed to like go, go back and forth with it and never, it never really came to that. That's what I assumed is that, yeah, she's going to end up like she's unstoppable, but she ends up stopping herself because she's doing what she like promised not to do or whatever. And like they, it seems like they're going down that route just to show like, no, I I'm doing it for myself. But then like, it, I don't know. It doesn't really follow through with any of any of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She doesn't have a new goal. She doesn't have uh, a purpose. She's just like, indiscriminately killing which could be a purpose right but it's like the fact that she hasn't been indiscriminately doing it the whole uh movie also like if you're gonna make a horror movie and you want me to like it don't kill a dog in it that's yeah. another like, yeah rule. yep that's so I, annoying and i oh sorry go ahead andrew i was gonna say i as soon as i saw the dog on screen i went to does the dog die.com and that is a very helpful website because it even gave the timestamps of like just skip this and to this like it, and so like i didn't even have to like see the dog get interacted with you know after it bit 
Katie, I was just like, oh no, it's going to be the dog. Like, I was like, maybe it'll just be the older woman and they'll leave the dog alone. But then once like the dog bit the little girl, I was just like, nope, that's it for the dog. And so you know what I, I thought was going to happen too is like, it was very obviously like you protect her physically and meant or emotionally or whatever. I think was that already established at the point that they get attacked? I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, Megan's getting pulled underneath the fence. She's going to like snap the dog's neck. And the neighbor's going to be like, what did you do? Like, Katie did this. Because she kept, the whole time, she's like, the other girl's living there. Like, she doesn't right. realize that Megan's not real. Yeah. Have you not seen, like, a girl before? <laughs> like, May looks like a freak. Like, yeah. why, why, she's, why doesn't she know that it's not a person? But that's what I thought it was going to be, was, like, the dog dies right then, and Katie gets blamed for it or something. And they're like, it couldn't have been. It, it was Megan. It's like, it couldn't have been Megan. She wouldn't do that. And it didn't, doesn't realize the fact that her first malfunction is, like, I'm going to get revenge on the dog. It's like. Mm, that's not what like the protection thing she set up. Well, I the dog did bite Katie on the arm. Yeah, but it's like then do something. Then it, was, it happened right then. Like, yeah, don't don't or, go back later or fix the fucking fence. That was another thing Ooh. that like the only thing that she's willing to do to protect is kill. Her is kill. Like yeah. she, there is no other options to to make her you know give her a, a safe spot or anything like that. Yeah. Make sure that that there's nothing that c- can harm her by like you know, building a fence or something like that. She has to just kill everything. Right. It was also like, I mean, it. it's, there's a couple of like, just particularly clumsy storytelling things, which is like, you know, when, the, when she arrives with Katie and the neighbor is spraying pesticides, like into, you know, Allison Williams yard and the dog is, is in there. And the, the neighbor is like, you're, you're sort of presented with this, like, God, isn't this neighbor annoying? And yes, it's annoying that the dog keeps getting into her yard and that she's just like kind of indiscriminately spraying stuff onto her onto her yard too. But she's just very polite, like, do you want to borrow this when I'm done with it? And, you know, Allison was just like, God, fuck off, leave me alone. And you're just kind of like, well, am I supposed to like, am I supposed to hate her? Am I supposed to like not like Gemma? Am I not supposed to like the neighbor? Like the neighbor seems like kind of pleasant and she, seemed, she seemed like out of it she seemed like she was just like oh darn sorry about that and then she was like i've told you a hundred times to keep the dog out and she's like oh i'm sorry i'm uh, i was just like oh i think that you, i think that Gemma's being the jerk right and then like especially after especially after the bite when Gemma was like calling the cops and being like i want this dog put down i want to kill this no she's dog. like if you don't put your dog down i, I will, will. It's like <laughs> jesus this yeah is, how is that the main character that we're supposed to root for right yeah, there, I just, yeah, there's, I don't know, like, I I want, there's a movie here that I like, you know, like, I, I think we talked, I said it up, front, up top, in a, just a different turn of events, or, like, just presented a little differently, I think there's a really fun movie here, and I think, like, there's a fun story that they can tell, and there's a less kind of, like, clumsy story about, like, the dangers of AI and all this stuff that, like, we are sort of kind of like living through right now, which is like what, you know, what's going to be really bad art and, uh, <laughs> yeah, shitty paragraphs. I see. yeah, I want to see like the, the downfalls of chat GPT writing like a script or something. <laughs> you only have to use it, my man. <laughs> uh, I, it was also pretty like, em- I don't want to say embarrassing, but it was just like, I guess cringe, I guess is the word that I'm looking for. Hell yeah. How, how they, exp- <laughs> how they explain like, dab brother uh, engineering and anything involving computers and like uh how a corporate system works and how they're they're talking about okay this is like a this is a billion dollar uh investment that people are making we have to keep it 
secret. We have to keep it safe. There's no way we can like, you know, have this leaking out. And then she takes it home with her. And just has all the materials in her garage. And and brings her in the car to like uh, meetups with other parents. That was, okay, like that. can I mention that was my only like laugh was that the counselor walks up and is like, oh, here's Katie and Jesus Christ. And like sees <laughs> Megan in the backseat. I was like, the first person that actually reacted how they should have to yeah. Megan, which is like really made me laugh. Um yeah. And, and th- there's that the room full of investors that were watching when uh, oh like, my god, Katie is like my parents are dead and uh, I feel bad and then Megan and like, one of the like, CEO we record it <laughs> yeah and it's just like this is in some weird fucking room in their office and like the fact that they wouldn't think that that was staged is right. just uh, absurd mean, to me. That was my thing. It's like it felt like I felt like the acting wasn't very good across the board. Some people were doing better than others, but like, I thought like Gemma's boss was like awful. <laughs> oh, the, I he was that was really, the, the that guy, guy was the CEO of the company. I was shocked to find out. I thought he was, he was bad. CEO. That's uh Ronnie Chang from the daily show, right? Uh, is he? Yeah. Well, don't quit your day job. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I don't usually go in on that, but like, I just didn't think it was very like, and, and maybe like you said, it, it didn't, it didn't feel like, they were like trying to lean into it and be funny the way I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It felt like some of them were playing it too seriously. And then the performances were coming out very strange to me. Yeah. Um, the shot I did call early on, this will kind of be a little bit of a spoiler is uh, Gemma in her garage has this gigantic robot. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, I built that in college. And she goes, she even says there's even these sensors that, so it can't like hit something, you know, living, and I was like, and I turned to Jamie and I was like, this thing is going to be used to fight Megan at the end, like, yeah. period. Like, well, here we go. I and was then, just I was too busy thinking like, what fucking college did you go to that you yeah. could build this on your own and then take it home? Take it home. How also, yeah, it's like, she's like, oh, that's just my Boston Dynamics robot that's uh, walking yeah. around over there. <laughs> I built, you know, I made it, but and the, college it like, the college is like, take it. You know, it has it can it can smell the world around it for some reason. I don't know why I didn't like there's nothing that this thing is built for, but I just gave it the capabilities of doing anything. I also love that a a, a toy company that is capable of developing and building an AI powered living robot is somehow still behind Hasbro in toy sales. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they're they're big like they're building things. a transformer <laughs> but think you have to you only have to build you only have to sell a few ten thousand dollar dolls that's to have, it like, a really yeah. good year oh my god and also the the that ten thousand dollar doll was built like without being noticed that In, they were within just, like, days oh. within days like, told, maybe over one Jamie night like, ten thousand dollars is way too cheap for a doll that does all of that yes. and way too expensive for a toy of, of any kind. Yes. Like, it's insane. Yeah. And then, and then also like when they first introduced the, the doll and they're like building it in their room, they get in the mail, a, a like face. silicone face cover that, that they can put over. And then the, and then they're like, okay, now we can test out its functionality essentially like, can Finally, it, can now it that it has speak? a face, can it respond? Now that it has a silicone cover on it, like that doesn't do shit. I'm what calling something for Megan two and three, or or Megan for Meg Forgan, Meg Forgan and Meg Fivegan. Is someone tries to make mini Megans 
So there's a point in the movie where like a bunch of AI little like, you know, maybe like this big, a bunch of them like run out and attack someone. That's what I, I'm going to say. So they're going to get rid of the Megan body by the end of it, put it into a, like well, AI I mean, and then go back to another body. Can we talk? I mean, can we talk about like the very end? Yeah, go ahead. I, I am. I mean, yeah. like the implication is that like she had previously hacked into and is now part of the smart home, right? That was Lamborghini. Also, that was like, that was one of those like 90s ideas of the internet where it's like, I've jacked in. Yeah. Megan's jacked in. Because even early on, like the, the, or or not early on, but at one point the computer's like, how are you feeling? Like you should go to bed or something. And it's like, huh? I didn't tell you, you're not allowed to like check up on me. Like that's not what the, my smart house does. I thought the implication, and Megan's like, duh, oops, I shouldn't have done that. I think, I thought the implication was that that was Megan doing the, the, the voice. It was. Yes. Yeah. But I, but I, I assume she was like, yeah, patched in or whatever. And, but it's just so funny to me that like, she should know that the house doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. Like she does that. So like, why would you, I don't know. It's, it's very silly to me. Yeah. Um, She's still learning. That's that's AI. Oh, another funny thing was how much that kid's ear stretched. Oh <laughs> my god, <laughs> that was very funny. That felt like a Monty Python thing, or just like, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. I destroyed. I think, like, yeah. I again. There's a really fun movie in this movie, and I think, like, unfortunately, it's, like, 25% of the movie, whereas, like, based on promotion and, and all that, I was expecting significantly more of this movie to be like that, and I think instead they couldn't find the balance between this being fun and this being, like, Annabelle, where just, like, it's, we want this to be really scary but also, we kind of wanted to be like we want to have like vibes, you know. Like it's just like you, they really uh, wanted, yeah. they really wanted that scene of of her dancing to go like viral. It kind of felt like that was like the goal of the movie was like if we get one viral moment, it's all worth it. And it's just like, what about the rest of the movie? I mean, I think they did well, right? They're getting a sequel. They're like, getting a sequel, I think it was, and it, it was I, a hit. So I think it was made at a pretty low budget. Like it's the. the you know the the most famous person in the movie is Allison Williams, and like it this yeah this made twelve million dollar budget, hundred and seventy two point four million box office. Jesus, so, yeah, this was well, a, good for them. I hope it is. I hope I'm wrong, and they like course correct, and it's it wasn't working for me. I hope that like you said, the movie that you saw in there that that was a good movie. Like it's more of that on yeah. the next outing. I don't yeah. know what they need to do to do that, but um, yeah, we'll hope see. So. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts before we go? Uh, oh, Megan. Oh, Megan. Uh, Megan versus Kunk <laughs> is what I want. Max, what about you? I don't buy that they would let the inventor of this device name it. I, I think there's a whole marketing team for that, that it wouldn't, she wouldn't be able to call it Megan and then it comes out call it being and also Megan. Like, we wouldn't want everyone to have to call their same AI doll Megan, right? Because then you, if you're if, you, if you're successful, you're all walking around, you're all naming, you're all yelling for your Megans and stuff, you know? Like, mm-hmm. what about Alexa? You want, it, you want it to be like you could customize it or something. Maybe it should. I the mean, movie should be called the whatever name you choose for the doll. Wow, that's really good, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.